Touchdown. <laughs> a completely touchdown moment. Completely touchdown. <laughs> Lillian's dancing. I spied through the ball Folks. really hard down on the ground and then popped back up. She's doing a little shuffle. I'm doing, yeah, every, the crowd is going wild. Uh-oh. They've never seen an end zone dance like this. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, why is she wearing jeans? <laughs> they're impressed, they're, though. Yeah. They're like, they look so good and you're playing football. Yeah. Yep. That's my style, baby. That's right. That's right. Take that, Joe Mammoth. Because he wore the pantyhose. Mm. Remember that? No. Okay. What team is that? Uh, Broncos, I think. What state is that? Denver. <laughs> is this a quiz? My best friend is doing that. Have you seen this? Like, it's a new like viral thing, which is so stupid. It's like fireball thing. Viral thing oh, oh. on Twitter, which is like, can you name four towns in like X state besides like the biggest towns in that state? And it's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Why would I know that? Why would I know that? And my friend was like doing it and I was like, why am I being quizzed right now? Like on geography. I was like, this is crazy. And it was Massachusetts. So I was like, I can obviously do this, but it's hard. Yeah. I mean, if you've lived in a state easy, but that's stupid. Um, hi everyone. This is FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And, um, we're here once more with you, with you, with you and yours. I hope you're listening to this by a crackling fire, mm-hmm. bonfire or at, otherwise. At Papa's knee. At, <laughs> at Peepaw's knee. Peepaw's knee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, boy. It's a food service industry podcast. Yep. Um, what else? We just do it. It's just the two of us, you know. Yeah, no. Th- I guess this is for new listeners. Yeah, this is for intro. someone. Okay. This is for someone who just landed on planet Earth and has oh. never heard a podcast. Okay, wow. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, this episode is for you, alien. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's yes, that's us. That's what yeah. we do. I was. I told Lillian this last week, but so I'm still running my like cash relief network, whatever, blah blah. And um, and we asked people like, oh, are you on unemployment? And this guy responded and was like, no, I'm illegal. And I was making myself laugh thinking about emailing him back and being like, actually, no human is illegal. Sorry. I just have to jump in really quickly and correct you on that one, sir. Okay. Just want to, just want you to like, I want to offer some pushback on that language. He's like. Oh, God. You got to find the humor. It's really true. I love, I mean, the only thing that makes me laugh now is, again, those scenarios where you just imagine the worst possible version of (laughs) yourself, because it's, like, so easy to do. It's just simply three more steps further than who I am right now. Yes. And it's very funny. It's very funny, and it's, like, you can imagine how a version of you, you know what I mean? Like, like, if I had stayed doing this, I would be like this. We're in the Aliens universe. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for and sharing. Yeah. <laughs> it's your universe. We're just living in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know? Oh. Uh, totally. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm stuffed to the gills with antibiotics. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, what does that do to the old brain? I think it's good. Yeah? Clears it all out. Clears it all out. Mind, mind erase. If you got any of that, you know, those buggies. Yeah. Like in uh, X-Files. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that's such a good episode. Um, 
They should have just taken antibiotics. Yeah. Episode over. God. Dumbass. Okay. Kelly? Yes. Do you have any service stories? I would love to share. Please please share with everyone right um, now. The bar that I work at, their official anniversary party, like, excluding pandemic, was on last Thursday. What does that mean? So, like, the anniversary of them opening, but, like, it like in linear time. So like that <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you the alien? No. So it's been like 365 days since it opened, okay. but obviously it wasn't open for all of those days because of the pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the normal. Fuck? No, that's like saying I didn't turn my age this year because I wasn't out walking around New York or something. Well, I know. Well, they celebrated as, you know, we both had our birthdays. And um and Wait, sorry. Did they advertise it in that way? They said this is a non-linear celebration, no, or are no, you just I'm making just, it more complicated than yes, it needs to obviously. be? <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> and um, and but it was it was funny to watch because the owner of the bar was obviously having like the like birthday anxiety mm. that I felt like where he was like, I don't know, like I don't even think we're gonna do anything. And then like an hour before service was like maybe I'll DJ or something. Yeah. And then like threw something up on Instagram and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very funny. But, um, then I was like, just not in the, like, cause he, because he had been like, I'm not in the mood to do anything. I just like, you know, like rolled out of bed, came to work, was like, here I am. And then it was like, suddenly he was DJing. They were sabering bottles. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And then, so I was just like, not in the mood all night. And then right at the end, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some fucking shots. And then, so I, obviously got drunk yeah and then went home you know teetering on home yeah and then um by the time i got home i was like really drunk i had a cracked open an ipa yeah classic you know two two sips i was like i'm just gonna make myself a box of mac and cheese yes eight Probably a whole box of mac and cheese. Sure, I always do. And then literally, like, lay down in my bed, and then, of course, I'm, like, wake up, and I'm, like, my whole mouth is filling with saliva. I was, like, and vomited. Oh, my God. Which was really surprising, and I haven't done, obviously, in... During the, I have not gotten so drunk that I vomited during pandemic. Oh, wait, now, so refresh my memory. Are you a non-puker... I only puke night of, but I, right, it's okay. not that uncommon for me. Yeah. But it's not that common either. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but I was just like, what is fucking happening? <laughs> and of course, also because all bars have to close by 11 now, like I'm, this is all happening at maybe one thirty in the morning. Oh my God. Like very, <laughs> on the early side to puke. <laughs> If you're not a sorority sister. So did you, what I'm guessing happened is that you didn't really eat all day and then you got drunk Quite and then naturally. you ate a huge box of mac and cheese and had some beer passed out and you woke up and obviously. Vomed. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite net. I could feel that in my stomach. Oh, like it was how like that so felt. rough. And then I was just like, and as I've said, I'm like staying with my best friend's parents. So like, I was just like, yeah, I'm just a little hungover this morning. No particular reason. Like I like. <laughs> Obviously didn't want to be like, you know, it got so fucked up. I got drunk. I vomited last oh night. Oh my God. So I'm like, I'm just feeling a little under the weather. If you guys have Clorox wipes, I would <laughs> yeah. love to see, just to see what they look like. I was like, I've heard that like, you know, because they were obviously so 
in such high demand early pandemic and now they're back i'd just love to remote kind of refresh my mind i don't know if they have a new package <laughs> late you know they might have changed it the new font um oh my god yeah classic rough yeah rough but did you feel so much better uh no oh <laughs> bummer you know then yeah. the next morning i woke up i was like oh yeah it's rough it was truly like mm-hmm. claw hands claw hands all <laughs> damn day <laughs> my friend's mom came home from work at like six o'clock and i was like yeah i'm just like a little hungover this morning she was like this morning <laughs> it's now evening <laughs> i was like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll happen to you. Whereas I have not had a drink in one week's time, except for sips, which don't count. Which don't count. Sips, I'm just like a European child. That is so true. Yeah, the little table. (laughs) I was ripping a ton of cigarettes. (laughs) No, I wasn't. Um, Yeah. Um, What happened to me? You did a little traveling? I went to see my dad on the cape which was nice he paid for a hotel which was sick it was like dunston checks in over there oh yeah baby and i was the monkey oh yeah um <clears throat> and yeah it was beautiful it was really great it was nice i saw my family from the distance of 20 feet and uh <laughs> cdc recommended <laughs> out in a lawn yeah um uh no hugging allowed but it was nice yeah um, I got to do my favorite thing, which is watch television in the hotel room. And I found myself quite transfixed by diners, drive-ins and dives. Your former, your former <laughs> glory. My cameo appearance. <laughs> I like Star to call turn. it. <laughs> um, yeah, God, I still haven't watched the episode that I'm in for two seconds, but I really, really? yeah, I don't know. I have not watched it. Interesting. Um, could be fun to watch. I have a cameo in Friends from College, apparently. What's that? It's a Netflix original. Well, you're in the background or something? Yeah, they shot it in a restaurant I worked at. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Someone told me that they were like, oh, I think I saw you in that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're like on your phone by the POS. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally like... <laughs> They're like, you can see like a PA. like Yeah. Like, no, can, can she get... Um... Yeah, great show, hell of a, hell of a show, um, heartwarming. You know, oh, all, for sure. all the dishes are are amazing. All of the, char- the small town characters are, you know, a hoot. Yeah, um, they're also proud. They're watching in you know eager anticipation as Guy Fieri takes his first bite. I mean, quality television. Oh, it's great. We we've talked about. It. We love. I that. mean, yeah. Um, and then kind of in the same vein. So I was heartwarmed by by that. You know, small town America, right? And then I had two adorable instances where I was like, you know, you, not to be like, but you know, you dress like a New Yorker, or dress like a LA, whatever. You go to a small town, people, people, hey, people, you know, they, they, they yeah. take notice. Exactly. But I had a cute girl at this pastry shop who's ringing me up. She was just like, oh my God, like I just, I love your vibe and I love, oh, your hair is really cool and like your coat, wow, your coat's cool too and like just like so fucking cute and like sweet and I was like, wow, you can really just like feel like a true celeb. Oh, yeah. In a small town, you know? Yeah. I was born in a small town. You get why like, you know, all these C-listers live in like. Oh, yeah. 
the exurbs of oh, 100%. New York. I, I would, I, yeah, I was eating it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. So really cute. A lot of little instances like that. I said, you know what? I love these people. These, oh, this, the salt of the honest. earth, the honest, genuine salt of the earth people. These are honest people, you know, um, and God bless them. God bless them. They're going to make a sandwich that has four different kinds of mayonnaise on it, and it's fried. Yum, yum. Anyways, that's me. That's me. Yeah. Love it. Great. Today, well, <laughs> today we're talking about the, um, you know, Guy Fieri's broken mirror. Hmm. Pete Wells. Oh. Yes. It's a tragic intersection, those two. It's like, to me, they do, they are like, they just, were born in the same house, yes. one went out the front door, one yes. went out the back door. Yes. I think if they really took the time to look at each other. That's so different. <laughs> you know what? We're going to have a sit down with them. <laughs> we're going to have to sit down. <laughs> it's beyond time. It's this has got to stop. I would love to watch a conversation between them. Well, we can, why don't we propose a panel? I mean, that's your friend. It is my friend. I literally, guys, I had to drink two glasses of wine to get in the right mood <laughs> to email back Pete Wells a couple weeks ago. I was like, I, this has to strike exactly the right chord. Mm -hmm. I think it did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll show you the email. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, it's embarrassing, but... Yeah, we just wanted to talk about what the non-Bon App food media universe is up to uh -huh. as yeah. they experience the pandemic along with all of us and try to uh scramble for <laughs> any type of uh salvation legitimacy <laughs> what have you yeah good luck boys um yeah i mean god it's like everyone's so embarrassing yeah you've highlighted a couple of uh sam sifton's foibles yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of have a... I feel like Sam Sifton's kind of like... Uh, he's kind of like your like your cousin's like husband or something who you're like, he's kind of insufferable, but you're also like, ah, oh, but he's like... He's okay. He's, okay. he's an okay guy. Yeah. Maybe he's kind of hot, too. And that can cause Sam some... Do you think um, In my mind, he is, but maybe I'm just picturing Ed Harris. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ed Harris is so hot. Yeah. What was I watching the other day that was like, had Ed Harris in it? And I was like, yeah, no, it's a glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, you know, the high oh, testosterone. the firm and he's oh. in the FBI. Oh, yeah. So they get you. They've indoctrinated us with Ed Harris being hot in the FBI. Mm. Yeah. I'm Mama like, I'm, I'm going to Quantico. <laughs> yeah. Now. Uh, <laughs> Baby. I'm running through Catch that forest, in Virginia, baby. winging on those monkey bars, doing the, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking specifically of the beginning sequence of Silence of the Lambs. Okay, so okay. <laughs> I thought that's how you were getting there. <laughs> so there is a series of monkey bars that gets you right to Quantico. Because you're like, I'm going through the forest. I was like, she's going through the forest, and you hop up. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god no that is a pretty oh, picture though Harris. yeah um anyways sam but, sifton wishes yeah i know um but sam sifton's tone i think is uh and which is really the one of the many uh crimes that the new york times <laughs> commits on a fucking hourly Daily. basis <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, hourly. On a push notification <laughs> basis. <laughs> like, literally, is just the complete, I mean, again, even just if it's fucking fake, how do you not realize what you sound like in these fucking newsletters, Sam Sifton? I will say, I think the most recent one, he kind of, did you, he was, I didn't read it. He was kind of like, because I think it got to a, an egregious... <laughs> Fist of duck breast, I think, kind of. That one really struck a chord. Yeah. With people. A discord. A discord. Yeah. Um, he's just, if you don't read it, and you shouldn't, um, he just sort of gives a, um, a semi-whimsical, thoughtful, you know, yeah. uh, kind of a personal account of things he's eating, he's listening to, he's reading, you know. He's like, he's gotten very much in trouble, like, I think it was maybe two summers ago. He's like, I've been doing my summer reading. Realized I haven't read any women authors. Any suggestions? And everyone was like, you work for a paper of record, dude. Like, (laughs) scan that bestseller list, honey. What a freak. So he's gotten in trouble before. And then the pandemic, it was like, for a while it really was. They were like, cooking is going to bring us together and see us through. And then it was like Sam Sifton was just like, Fuck it, whatever. Like, I'm just back to my normal shit. Let's talk bagels, let's talk sandwiches. You know, he yeah. was like, I send my Instacart shopper to Whole Foods. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, mask so. off moment for, <laughs> yeah, for Sam Sifton. Literally just talking about whatever the hell he wants, making this, going to that. The the turn is, has been so grotesque to watch because yeah. it's happened in every possible facet of our lives. But food media especially, they're just like, Oh, sorry. Are you not staying home anymore? Because we all are. And yeah. we always have. And then I do think that's where Pete is like, Pete has really been a shining light as we know him to be. Yes. I love Pete. And I really think he's the man for the moment because he's still doing reviews. But if you'll notice, he does critics notebooks now, which he always posts um, either a formal review, which is like a starred review, yeah. or the critic's notebook, which is like, basically, he's like, I don't have like kind of enough information to offer a starred review. And so he's just going to like, really like smaller restaurant, you know, no, obviously like there's very few like big name restaurant openings now, but he's not going to like your EMPs, your per right. se's. He's going to like, a bar in Elmhurst, this yeah. like Rastafarian restaurant, like Miami club restaurant in Williamsburg. And basically everywhere he's like, I love it. Yeah. He's like, they're trying and that's great. He, that's him and Guy Fieri. Exactly. And exactly. And that is like, especially compared to Sam, I'm like loving Pete's tone right now. I agree. A hundred percent. It's a warm hug. Yeah, and he's like, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously we don't know this fucking guy, but I mean, I know him a little bit better than some people, but, um, (laughs) but, um, he just, he really does, it comes through in his writing, like, like a generosity and like a kindness and like, he's just really like, I mean, he wrote that piece about like, check in on the servers, check in on the servers. Um, and you know, like it's, it. It didn't, so often those pieces, even if they uh, pretend to be about one thing, often have this subtle pivot in it that's like, that you're like, wait, why are you pivoting to that? Because that's not like, why are we talking about this now? A hundred percent. Or like then there's some, there's always a pivot to self-congratulations. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he doesn't, no, he doesn't go there. No, he just fucking does it. And it's like, I don't get why it's so motherfucking hard. I just love to like, this is from two weeks ago, his review of, uh, Kokomo, which is the, the Rastafarian Miami place in, um, in Williamsburg. And he's talking about, they went through, um, a couple different chefs, da, 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 da. And he's like, that could change. Another hire could help put things in order. But then, but then again, who's hiring right now? Kokomo has so many things going for it that you might not want to wait until it's perfect. Oh, I just think that's such a sweet like. He's like, go out. It's not going to be perfect. If you're going out right now, you're assuming some level of risk. And you're also like, you have to be a little. I think that's like such a... Um... I don't know that lesson of like imperfection and like being allowed to experiment and fail is just something that like restaurants increasingly don't have anymore. And I think that really is because not only like, is it because we've talked about like finance people, tech people, they're all running these restaurants and they have this like, fucked up disgusting PowerPoint presentation of like the mission and the food and the da da da. And it's like, this is what it is. And it's such an aggressive, like sterile delivery that like the, like, I don't know the like vulnerability almost of restaurants is like not, is not rewarded. Yeah. And there's like just less space for people to, yeah, like it's not perfect. But it does, but it's still good and you should yeah. go. And like, isn't it, isn't it cool to watch something like change and grow? And yeah. like, I don't know. And like, I think too, like, yes, the way that like the finance of restaurants is like, they really don't make money for at least the first year. And then like margins are thin and da, 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 da. And it's like, I think that there was a time, especially in New York where you could, make space for a restaurant that did operate on thin margins and maybe took a year to become profitable, but then it just was like a, a place. Yeah. And it didn't have to be like anything more. Right. And like that we kind of like lost that. And that's why it's nice. P is just going to like places like Kokomo is not, it doesn't sound like a place that normally you would expect a New York times. And also I think that it's important because like there, and again, like obviously I can't completely comment on this, but it does feel like you can tell the difference sometimes between like a forced representation, try hard situation and someone who's like, Hey, genuinely loves what they do and, yeah. and is coming at it from an angle that's not like gross and, and surface level. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And I just, we love Pete. We love Pete. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's Sam is, so this is in his, like, uh, this is a recent email. He's talking about this author who passed in 2013, who, who wrote some recipes for the times. And he says, uh, that author says paradox is the only basket large enough to hold truth. And then Sam says, That's what makes it possible for us, I think, to revel in deliciousness, to champion pleasure, even when the world outside is dark. And it's like... Now's not the time, Sam. Sam. And, and like, these rhetorical flourishes... It's very Cuomo-esque to me of, like, the rhetorical flourish and being able to say, like, 
there's light and there's dark and it's this way and it's that way. And I think police brutality is bad, but like then go ahead and block every reform that comes through right. the state Senate. Da, 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 da. Like it's like Sam is that. And Pete is a true man of the people. I agree. I mean, we've said it from day one from day, you know, one. we don't have, you know, it's not for nothing that we have his name on our damn shirts. That's right. You know, that he has and probably wears like all the time. <laughs> um, like constantly. <laughs> Take it off, Pete. People are worried about him. <laughs> They're checking in. It smells. He <laughs> <laughs> won't wash it. I'm sure he um, did have to wear it in pandemic at one point. You know what I mean? Like in the sense of like, you haven't done laundry, you've been in your house for like, you know, two weeks straight. Like yeah. in, in maybe April. Maybe. Do you think he like has his kids wear it or something? Oh, maybe. Like a night shirt. Night shirt. One of those kids is a teenager. So Perfect. maybe Perfect maybe age. Like, but then do they get the Warner Brother aspect of it? No, for sure not. Okay. <laughs> Just clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really picturing this scene. A kid getting some milk from the fridge wearing the Pete Wells, you know? Mm-hmm. A nice domestic scene. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, but yeah, I think um, food media people are... I mean, well, I, then I think like the segue for me is like the beard awards were like, they literally were like, they were trying to diversify their <laughs> awards. But then weren't they like, they were like, they were like, Oh wait, actually we have some different people who, yes. right. And they kept like, so then they had, they like nominated like, a for the 2020 awards, which were ultimately canceled. They nominated like a, it was a banner year of like diversity, da, 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 da. And then, um, then still only, um, white chefs won. So then they were like asking people to withdraw their names. And then they were like, uh, it just seems so crazy. And then they were like trying to reshuffle votes or like wait certain votes or like whatever. And then they ultimately were just like, we cancel. My God. (laughs) My fucking God. God. They're, it's so embarrassing. We have a friend who was like, I think, I don't know if this is too much revealing. Uh, Uh No, I'm just trying to think. I don't want to. Basically, this person said that uh, somebody involved in their workplace was nominated or won a James Beard Award. That's vague enough. That's vague enough. Um, And just said that the amount of like gratuitous gifts and baskets and money that came, even though they didn't have the award ceremony and blah, blah, blah. But like, just the, just the, again, like read the room. Like, it's like the, you don't just scale it down. If you're canceling, you don't need to fucking send. And then they ultimately did. They sent, they announced some of the winners. They announced the media winners, not the chef winners because the chef winners like didn't pan out the way they had been hoping. It's like, sheer lunacy whenever you feel bad about i don't know something not working out in your life or maybe you mishandled something at work (laughs) or you know a project didn't work out the way you wanted to do just think about this just think about the people behind the james beard foundation and awards like what the fuck like the most respected award in food and like this is a detail that pete wells reported on they had all of the people who are nominated, all the restaurants, all the chefs who are nominated record acceptance videos as if they were winning. And then they were going to broadcast those the day of the awards. 
And then, so that was maybe five days before the awards were intended to take place. And within the time of recording those videos and receiving them, they canceled the awards. So you literally have the psychological (laughs) mind game of being nominated, recording a video. Then this is one enormous neg from the James Beard Foundation. (laughs) They want to fuck all of these yes, people. Yes, a hundred percent mind game. Oh my god! Someone watched the pickup artist and said, "Watch <laughs> this marketing fucking scheme." This is a great idea. Oh my god! Isn't so that demented. So crazy? I, that's just like I mean, this is a whole other thing, and I'm not smart enough to talk about it. But food media in general is like such a like disgusting decrepit fucking industry like we've talked about it before it's it's like it shouldn't even be there to be honest with you not especially not in the form that it is today but um it's just like it's just the like completely obvious embarrassing scrambling that's going on that's just like in the wake of like of all like race issues and like fucking representation and money and salaries and blah, blah, blah. And who did what? It's just like, it's just continues to blow my mind how bad everyone is at handling both COVID, which is basically about class and also anything about race. And they're just like fucking dropping the ball at every, they can't even like, Oh, it's so depressing to watch them try to like, widen the lens of food media beyond just like white people. And it's like so fucking embarrassing. They're so bad at it. Hire some to be cynical, hire some people to fucking do this for you. You guys are not good at it. It's also like, I think that you, uh, like it's also, you can say like, It's, it's just like the, the representation of it all. And like the desire that like you are like the James Beard award, like either cancel yourself entirely and say like what this represents is like this, Mm -hmm. like it's only ever going to reaffirm hegemonic structures or say like, we don't understand ourselves as like the arbiters of political correctness right. of justice right. of like, it's just crazy to like it. Like, yes. On one hand, like just hire someone and figure out a way to like, make it truly diverse. I mean, truly... I don't even mean that. I just mean like surface level. Yeah. But it's like, I just like, don't understand either. Like, it's like, okay. So you like put up this like diverse slate of candidates, then only the white candidates won. Then you were so embarrassed by that, that like, which just the embarrassment just proves that it was never, Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, right. It's just like no, crazy. it's bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. And of course there are going to be leaks about this too. Like everyone knows that like the way they handled it, now everyone knows that yes, the only winners were white. Right. And if that's what you were trying to avoid was like that, guess what? Just lie about who won. Yes, <laughs> of course. I mean, you're already like fudging up and making this whole thing up anyways. Yeah. Also, awards are obviously made up anyways. None of it fucking matters. Yeah. Um, so and crazy. once again, nobody nominated this podcast for a James Beard <laughs> I know, Award. I, I haven't forgotten. To, I haven't forgotten. I would love to kind of point to that. Um, and our... 
not friend, but someone we like and admire. Interesting. Alicia Kennedy. Just oh, yeah. We're not friends because oh, we don't know her. Oh, I thought you were her. like, I was like, oh, who is it? <laughs> I'm like, mm, you're like, not well, a friend. Not a friend, not an enemy, but somewhere in between. <laughs> the fuck? No, just, I, we like her and sometimes we communicate, but we're not like friends. We don't know her. Yeah, I would say that's true. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Why am I in trouble? <laughs> she was writing about awards and she said, we won't see media or these award systems change until we see the world change, until more new people are allowed in by the availability of universal health care, basic income, free college, et cetera, et cetera, at the bare ass minimum. The voice social media has provided more people, I think, as many traditionally powerful folks confused about who's really in charge. Mm. Cultural and social capital are not the same as capital capital, and the latter still rules us. Yeah. And that's like the bottom Absolutely. The that bottom is line. the absolute bottom line. And it's, you can put all the fucking people you want to and writing all the different columns you want, but at the end of the goddamn day, it doesn't fucking matter. And that's not, you know what I mean? Yes. And it ties to, to me, like sometimes I get annoyed and especially with this, um, aforementioned cash relief network I do, like people will ask about like the minimum wage and in New York and like that they're like, cause there's like one fair wage and rock has like kind of directed the conversation that way that everyone deserves $15 an hour, which I agree with and abolishing tipping, which I don't. Um, and, um, but I'm like, there is no wage that's going to offset those costs, rents, sure. healthcare. Sure. Da, 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 da. And it's like, it's the same for that. It's like, there's no award that's going to offset like the endemic issues that no. like just are, there's no, that's not going to make it right. And saying, Oh, anyone can nominate themselves for a James Beard award and it's free the first time. That doesn't, that doesn't level the playing field of who gets published in the first place. No, of who course. is allowed to open a restaurant, who, you know, all this. Fucking oh yeah, shit. absolutely. It's so impossible. It's all, everything is so impossible. Yeah. And, uh, not to be bleak about it i mean specific let's say specifically in the in the restaurant world yeah these structures are oh mama because it's like once you're talking about the james beard you're talking about so many layers oh yeah fuck yeah i mean you could go you go fucking deep in this man go deep (laughs) um yeah well do you think by the time they come back in 2022, we'll get one? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. I looked at the podcast that won like last year and they didn't have that many more followers than us on like Instagram or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like our, it's really our content that, that I... prevents us, <laughs> not our audience. Okay. Okay. I see your point. I see your point. Which is so dumb because we're not even like shock jocks. Right. But we're not fawning either. And that's, you know, that's. Yeah. What these people. Except for Pete Wells. We are, we're allowed one. Well, yeah. I mean, and Melissa Clark. Sure. (laughs) We love two white people at the New York Times food. You know? Sumi. Get on board. Um,. God, that Melissa Clark story will haunt me till the fucking end of my days. Um, when somebody embarrassed me. Oh, at work. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've talked about it on the podcast. Anyways. Yes, of course. Um, you know what? I do think that somehow, and this is maybe wishful thinking, but I doubt it. 
maybe we're inching closer to having dinner with Pete Wells. Ugh. I could, that I could see in 2022. For sure. What You know, so much is going to happen between now and then. For sure. I could see us curating one of those dinners at the Beard House. <laughs> curating the guest list, I mean. Oh, yeah. You of know, course. Where it's you, me, Pete. End of list. <laughs> A very long table, and we're all sitting very far away from each other. Right. Because none of us have taken the vaccine because we don't know what's in it exactly he's he knows what's up um okay lastly let's do some podcast biz oh yeah because we have a lot of biz we do a lot of stuff going on um where to start where where to to (laughs) um our merch is in yay we have our new shirts and our sweatshirts we're so excited they look really cool Printed at Beezer Printing. They do great stuff. If you're looking to print some really cool, high-quality things, recommend. They're they're very nice and sweet. Love it. Um, and you can pick it up in New York if you live there. Quick. Um, so we have those. We have a website that, uh, by the time this podcast comes out, will be live. And yeah. you can go on there and buy the sweatshirts and shirts and other fun stuff there. Making it easy. I, you know, bit the bullet. I said, we're going to have a website. Squarespace. It's a Squarespace website. That's right. That's true. This is not Spawn, by nope, the way. Nope, we'll never be Spawned. Um, and related to that, um, yeah, we're beefing up our, our Patreon stuff mm-hmm. um, because we're so grateful to you all who are members of our Patreon. And uh, yeah, we're doing a new, a new um, what's it called? Book club. Reward. Yeah. I called it the Culture Club. I think that's Culture kind of, Club. That's, kind of fun. That's a better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, a, and an homage. An homage. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, what we're doing, this is Kelly's idea, is we're going to, uh, we talked about it last episode, but we're just going to read a book together or watch a movie together, do something together, and then we'll record a podcast episode yeah. about it. We got one suggestion already to do the Chicago 7 movie. I think that's a pretty good suggestion. It's a pretty good suggestion. It did tear apart the Instagram poll. Oh. People were very, it was like a very close Instagram poll. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. Me either. I would love love to do do, do the honor (laughs) of watching it with you. Um, Oh my God. It's, uh... I can't wait. I can't wait either. I mean, if you, yeah, I think we have to do that. I think we have to. Oh, I think sorry, it's everybody. Hard. And also, like, we're gonna have another regular Patreon episode. Yeah. So you're not you're not really losing anything by this. You're only gaining. you're only gaining, and you can skip it if you want. Yes. Um, that's our other. So it's Pete Wells, Melissa Clark, and Aaron Sorkin. It's <laughs> our fawning. A really horrific group of people. I know. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, we're trying to, our goal for Patreon is to get to $1,000 a month, which I feel is realistic. We're about seven something right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kelly and I are uh, just out here, you Chipping know, away. and we, we would love to be, have this be more of a, a job job. Yeah. You know, and uh, for the price of a, a cup of coffee, <laughs> as they yeah. say on NPR, you know, you can uh, have all this great new content. Yeah. So... We think it's fun. And you know what? Also, you don't even have to engage with the content. That's true. You can just, you just give, give us, us five dollars a month. And just trust that we're working, because we are. We are. Anyways, so that's that. And we have new we have I think I think we have some new friends coming up on us for the minute. for the um Patreon. Mm-mm. I think 
we have, is it Christopher? Do we say Christopher yet? I don't think we did. Christopher, thank you so much. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Pure Pleasure. Um, Hannah. Pure Pleasure. Hannah, also <laughs> Pure Pleasure for you. Hannah, for you. Also Pure <laughs> for Pleasure. For you, anything. Um, those are our two new patrons. Very exciting. And we can't wait to meet your parents. We can't wait <laughs> To have everybody over for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the like God tier. Oh yeah. If you give us, how much would it have to be? If you give us $5,000. One time. One time offer $5,000. We will have Thanksgiving dinner with you. Yeah. Your choice of guests. Yeah. But they all have to get rapid tested. Yeah. There'll be, I'll have somebody in the lobby. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a lobby. One of those, um, I'll have a gun. Guns, yeah. I'm going to buy a gun with the Patreon money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That's enough from us. Enough um, enough. Thank you all so much. We really do appreciate you. And uh, we just love doing this podcast. We love it. We love it. We love you. Thank you. Bye-bye.